0: Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. And remember, what's happening in Vegas is not staying in Vegas as I bring you helpful tips and all sorts of topic areas with a Vegas twist, of course. So let's get the show started. Welcome in everybody. It's good to have you back for another episode. I'm your host, Ryan Winder. Um Got a very interesting topic for today. But before we get to that, um, just wanted to thank everybody for the recent episode and for the feedback about are we sitting in our poopy diaper? I think it was uh, a good way to uh, for people to kind of connect to maybe where they're stuck in their own trauma. And like I said before in, in the last episode, I hope to do more of those where I see correlations of how people. Uh, organize their life around past trauma and just make some of those identifications for, for them. But then hopefully that will help you to identify it more so in your life and be able to, uh, just be better at trying to improve and stay healthy and, and get rid of those negative patterns that might be plaguing you. So, um, outside of that, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, if you're still listening to the podcast and maybe haven't uh, gotten a chance to review or rate it on apple itunes that would be great Um, we can also be a part of the facebook group page on facebook the ryan weiner the Vegas therapist podcast group um and also i'm on instagram as well too so all the things all the, the the stuff that you try to do to get things out there and and help people be a part of a community, which is one of the things I said before, kind of starting this year that I wanted to emphasize is just more of the community aspect, building a sense of belonging with people and a place that we can come and and be more open and try to have healing in our lives and, um, and a, just a better understanding of one another and what we're all going through, because we all are going through it for sure. Uh, so today is topic maybe is a different way of looking at how we're all going through it. So I had a client last week that introduced me to a concept, um, which is apparently not an old concept, but maybe it's making a resurgent in the the social media um, area anyway, especially with TikTok and stuff. But it's this idea of mental load. So if you are like me and have not heard of the concept of mental load, It basically is referring to the unseen and often unacknowledged cognitive and mental work that's required to manage various tasks and responsibilities of life. Now, typically the mental load is referred to as something that the women carry in relationships versus what men do. And so, um, again, just like I said before, I just, this, this partly might be a repeat, but I kind of was trying to gather some information from various sources. And so you have, um, the mental load being the unseen weight held by women in a relationship. It's a term for that unseen, but heavy felt labor involved in managing a household and family. And again, that typically is what falls on the, on the woman. Um, it can be a feeling or it can be a thing that then results in be feeling burnt out, resentful. Um, Makes it difficult for women to focus on their own work uh, because their energy goes towards all the things, worry about childcare, well-being of the family, the to-do list, the constant, you know, reel that's in their head about all the things that need to get done. Um, and also just the anticipation of the needs of everyone around them. Um even to the point to where it's like that if you find yourself delegating household tasks. But then in the end, end end up doing them yourself because whether you have a higher standard or they just don't get followed up on by the other partner in the relationship, whatever it may be, um, all those things end up again, falling back on uh, the woman in the relationship. And so this, like I said, this idea of mental load, I just Google or put it in the search and in, in in TikTok and all sorts of videos came up with this about talking about mental load and. Um, even men talking about mental load and there's a guy that i found that apparently he's making a living now on helping to educate men on um being better at being mindful of the mental load that their partners are dealing with so it's a thing it's out there so hey i thought why not why not talk about it now um after i kind of finished talking about it i did i did try and experiment before this i haven't followed up with my wife i will acknowledge that Uh, So I'll have the results of that for you next time, just at the start of the next podcast. Um, Because I tried to, I wanted to do something without her knowing and just trying to see if I could, you know, take some of this mental load off her and you'll, you'll understand that later. So I'll talk about that a little bit later, but I did do an experiment this last week. of trying to anticipate and be better at, um, you know, taking things off her plate if I could. So mental load, what is it or what's it composed of? So in the research I found, basically it comes down to three different kind of categories within mental load. There's the cognitive lab- labor that goes on. And basically what that refers to is all the practical tasks that it takes to manage a household. So the social calendar, making appointments, planning meals, shopping, uh, assessing household chores, etc. Now. Those are some actual activities and actions, but the cognitive labor goes into like making all the plans for all those things. You know, do we have the calendar updated? Have we made all the appointments, the dental, the doctor, the, you know, the shots, the different things, planning meals, you know, what's on the agenda for dinner? Have we done the shopping for it? Again, all the things that go into that and what that requires to maintain that just kind of wheel continuing to go. So that's the cognitive aspect of the mental load. Then there's the emotional part of this, which is then, um, are the kids doing well in school? Are they happy? Are they fulfilled? Is my partner stressed? Are they fulfilled? Are they feeling loved or cared for? Um, should I read this book about emotionally resilient kids? Do I need something special for my partner? So our relationship is healthy. Do we need counseling? How would that work financially with our schedule? Would we be able to fit it in? Would we be able to make time for it. Um, these racing thoughts are common for mothers, Um, and obviously they lead to immense amounts of stress and feeling not good enough, which even puts a more bigger weight on them that they're, all the things are coming at them and are they managing them? Are they not managing them? And then, you know, if one thing falls through the crack, or even if nothing does fall, fall through the cracks, there still can be left with this feeling of, am I good enough? Which is, you know, again, a lot. And that's why that falls under the emotional labor part of it. Now, just to kind of look at it, not that it's a quick solution or an easy solution, but at the end of this, I think part of the, maybe the help that we as men in the relationship can offer for this is if, if um, basically it can be just even just a notion of, uh, well, initiative, but also verbalization of something where if the mom knew that she wasn't the only one concerned with these these matters, that would be a huge relief to her. So trusting the father that he will take the initiative to do his share of the emotional labor is key for helping to relieve some of that stress or helping to relieve some of that load in the emotional side of that, of the mental load. And so that's, that's a big thing. Just kind of knowing that there's that accountability and responsibility that can happen. And that is huge. Uh, The final uh, part to mental load is the mental labor itself. Now the mental labor itself, it combines, it's kind of a combo, both the cognitive and emotional labor responsibility of assessing, considering, organizing, anticipating all aspects and creating a happy and healthy home. Um, Now, research has found that mothers have done more of the anticipating the planning and the research, even though decision making can be roughly equal, moms do all the legwork. And when I saw this, I was like, Oh, crap. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. I mean, when it comes to maybe vacations or different things like that, it's like, yeah, there's the there's the planning there's this is how much flights are going to be these are the places we can stay. Now, what do you think? Let's decide. So I feel this sense of guilty pleasure of just kind of being able to kind of have that information right there and then make the decision. And then, you know, and then we can book the trip and go from there and enjoy it. Um, Which, like I said, kind of gave me, even though I know that that happens, I guess just seeing it spelled out was a little painful, hurt a little bit. So the four categories that they, they kind of talk about in the mental labor part was anticipating needs. So just think about I just want you to try to even maybe even think about like, again, I said that I try to do this experiment, just anticipate that for a day, just see what that's like, see if you can anticipate the needs of the family for like a day or for, uh, of the, of your spouse for a day. So anticipating needs, identifying options, then what, what are some of the places we can go? What are some of the things that we can do? Um, deciding then, and again, that's like typically more of an equally shared thing, And then, after we decide, then it's not done there. And then there's the follow up with the monitoring the results. Like, hey, did, you know, we decided to do this for our kids? Like, now, okay, are they enjoying it? Are they not enjoying it? Are they having fun? Are they being successful? We got them a tutor. Is the tutor helping? Is it, you know, so the monitoring of the results is another part of that. Um, And, you know, so when you look at those four categories, there's a lot there that goes into that and goes into the things that will, you know, again, help uh, uh, a household go, help it run, help it be smooth in, in all the things. And if, and if we as men are, the, the majority of the thing that we're doing is just stepping in when there's a, a decision to be made and saying, oh yeah, but let's do that. Or I think that that's a good idea. We might feel the weight of that and be like, oh, this is a big decision. But we haven't really done much in the way of even trying to, uh, you know, do the research or do whatever. And, I, I, and I'm not saying that's all the time. Um, it just is something that happens, um, you know, probably the majority of the time, I guess, <laughs> not all the time, majority of the time. Uh, so anyway, this so that's this idea of this mental load. And like I said, it's kind of all over social media. More recently, you know, we may ask ourselves kind of why is this the case or what's this about? You know, some people speculate, you know, it's just a continued sort of societal gender role dynamic. That's just been perpetuated in society. Uh, I mean, there's been theories about just biological abilities. Now that one's a little bit more like, um, what came under more heat cause it's like basically saying that, you know, women are just better at multitasking which is not necessarily the case. I mean, it appears to be that way. But that's like a biological, it's kind of being being put in this category of biological abilities. And it's like, it almost feels like it's more of a choice, women just kind of feel this, almost like this sort of have to, I have to be that way, I have to, you know, operate in a more multitasking place in order to be able to get all these things done. Whereas maybe men kind of feel the sense of like, hey, I'm taking care of this thing, that's a big deal. And There's not as much, we don't put as much weight into all the things. And so we, we act more like we can't, um, but we, uh, that we can't multitask, but ultimately might just be us being lazy. Um, so anyway, um, the, so then, so there's that. And that's just kind of some of the things that's kind of why, you know, why the mental load is typically on the the female. And like I said, probably the biggest thing is just that it's been this sort of general kind of dynamic that's been perpetuated in society and kind of just sort of lands on them as the person that has to do these things. So what do we do as men? Well, first of all, I just want to tell you. um, So my experiment this week was just to see if I could be better at anticipating needs, identifying options, and even just, there wasn't like a lot of things to decide or even just kind of monitor results in but more of just anticipating the needs and identifying the options. I got to tell you, I mean, I think I did well, but it, it just kind of opened my mind up to, I can just see the wheels turning in my wife and she's probably more on the extreme end with this. I mean, she's always kind of anticipating and looking at things and looking ahead and planning and and thinking about the different options that are available and various things. And so, um, She probably works more of an overload on that. And so keeping up with her is probably like an impossible game on my end. But it just was, it was a good perspective for me to kind of take a step back and just see kind of where that lands and just realize like, yeah, I pretty much fall short in this daily, um, which is maybe again, why she tends to operate in a more stressed state than me. Um, But, you know, again, it has a lot to do with probably the mental load and I just hadn't really had a place to like put that or think about that. And so it does give you a little bit of a roadmap to try to see, okay, where can I improve? But, but ultimately for men, you know, I I mean, some of the things I found was like, okay, well we should educate and be more aware, um, which is a good place to start. I mean, as far as the education goes, it's like, well, what does that look like? I think it just means understanding these are the things that women tend to do. They tend to carry this mental load. What does that look like? Well, it looks like they're anticipating needs. They're identifying options. They're trying to make decisions and they're monitoring results. So in those four things, how can we step up and do our part and be better at at helping out in in that way? Um, And obviously, in order to do that, we have to be better at being aware of all the things that are kind of going on and just not try to like, you know, shy away from it. Um, It can be as simple as, you know, not asking our wife to tell you what she needs. Um, or how you can do your fair shake, but just taking the initiative. I think a big part of what I saw out there was just being better at taking the initiative, being better at, um, doing things that are going to be more valuable to us or for us or for the relationship. So taking initiative is big, is a big thing. And then I think as a couple, one thing that we can do, which maybe sounds like it's more about kind of going back to, it's kind of like one thing I saw in, 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 kind of working through this is just the idea that, you know, the last thing we want to do is like tell our spouses to make a list because then they got to have the mental load to make the list. And that's a big thing as opposed to, again, just the initiative. But I think one thing where it can be of value and help is that taking a step back and just discussing a clear vision of specific responsibilities is something that we can do to try to allocate. Now, of course, the, the fight to that is that, well, if you do that and then husband or whoever is not doing their part, then obviously, you know, then it just kind of lands back on the wife and she'll feel this sense of responsibility of having to pick up the slack and do that. So if you're going to have that kind of conversation, just be, just make sure that you're ready to do the work that's going to be required in that so that you're not just leaving your spouse hanging. Right. Um, so that's sort of this idea of the mental load, you know, um, I think it's a, an important thing in marriages. I think it's probably why there's, a lot of you know burnout resentment those things that can be felt on the side of the woman in the relationship when they're not getting the help that they need um i think like i said as men we can step up and try to be better at being more aware and try to be better in you know anticipating and showing more initiative in those areas that can be helpful to our spouses um, but i did want to kind of say one thing about men's mental load and i think you know, because just in fairness and, and understanding, it's like there's two sides to this. And I think for men, and this is something I came across as well, too, in, in you know, preparing for this episode is like men's mental load tends to look different. It may not be about the other the, like the little things and not that those I mean, those little things are important. So when I say little things, it's not like but it's not minimizing those things. I mean, all those little things add up and in the day-to-day tasks and everything. And so, um, but you know, men's mental load tend to be on things like income and job and, and providing and, and also not maybe showing vulnerability and, and trying to anticipate maybe in other ways, you know, knowing what our wives may want from us and not being vulnerable in case we are scolded or emasculated in some way for that vulnerability because i think a lot of times you know you can feel like hey i want to be more open and share my feelings but then if that leads to something a negative response and it just makes us feel worse and you know and when we're struggling we don't necessarily always feel like we can share that and um you know and feel like maybe there's some room for repair or room for mistakes in our relationships. And so I think for men, because they carry that, the thing that I looked at said that maybe that's why they're at a greater, um, risk for suicide, which they are at a greater risk for suicide, but maybe it has to do with like the mental load that they carry and not feeling that they have a place to share that. And I think the same thing, you know, for women though, too, is that they don't necessarily feel like they have a place to share it. Or, or if they do feel like they do, it's like one more thing that they have to do um, to kind of like get, get the help that they're looking for. So there's definitely a lot that goes into this, you know, on both sides. And, and I think especially for women in terms of just like how they are trying to take care of all the things in their world and, and make sure everything you know, goes well. And I think even with the age of social media and what we see or what it seems like we see other people doing, um, you, you know, you look at some people that have these ex- great talents and they put them on display on social media. And I'm sure that that has an impact with some people. Like, man, I, I wish I could decorate a cake like that. Or I wish I had that talent. Or I wish I could be this. or And I'm sure those things don't help as far as like, you know, the anticipation and trying to create needs for your, you know, you're trying to meet the needs of, you know, yourself, your kids, your family and being able to, to, to do all the things. So I think if anything, you know, social media probably just intensifies that mental load and, you know, makes it more difficult to feel like we're able to live up to it. So I guess my challenge at the end of this one, because I always want to feel like, you know, there's something we can work on or something we can improve on is, you know, maybe just try the experiment. Try to see what you can do, um, you know, to, to be better at helping to reduce the mental load in your partner. And um, and just, you know, do a little do a little experiment, see what see what happens, see what that feels like, see how it, it it is to try to take on all that responsibility in a way that maybe you don't feel like you're getting help with. Um, but it, it does feel good to kind of be a little bit more aware of that and try to be more anticipating of your partner's needs. And obviously the hope is that they notice, I don't know if my wife noticed, I don't know if she even, you know, thought anything. I did tell her I was doing an experiment. I just didn't tell her what it was for but that I'd be asking her questions later. And so I will definitely give you the results the next time. And in the meantime, hopefully you'll do your own experiment and see what you can do to try to alleviate the mental load in your partner's um, life. And I think definitely the the hope is, is that that can help us have more time together, help that time be more impactful and really help our relationships be more meaningful. So anyway, this is the Vegas Therapist signing off. Until next time.